Welcome to Dongtini, episode number 81. On today's show, Steffi is outraged by clean beavers. Simone shares a remedial ice cube recipe, and the ladies ponder the ethics of May-December romances. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm doing okay. Um... Yeah, this afternoon I got hit by a random wave of depression, and I was wondering if anyone else knows what that's like. If Does it ever just come out completely out of the blue? Yes, it happened to me this afternoon also. So. Oh, nice. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Awesome. <laughs> so, I wasn't depressed, but I just felt kind of bummed, just unmotivated, and, you know, and I think that's like mild depression where you just feel like nothing's that great right now you know I think because I'm like waiting for the baby to come and there's like more than three months to go I'm just like I feel like I'm in this dull limbo right now you know but I don't feel like that every day I just felt like that this afternoon (laughs) yeah 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 that's what's so random about it and that's what freaks me out I'm like oh well how do I get rid of this so yeah I just needed some commiseration but yeah, well, doing the I podcast caffeine, always helps. So. Yeah. <laughs> Us, anyway. I don't know what it does for other people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know what you podcastless people do out there. <laughs> yeah. It must be tough. Gosh, well, I saw, I... like, on Twitter, everyone was, like, bitching about Valentine's Day, which is it's just funny because um, we don't super celebrate Valentine's about? Day. But Oh, they're like, oh, all you, all you assholes are out celebrating Valentine's Day. Thanks for rubbing it in our, in our faces. But it was all, like, done in, in a kind of you know you know 140 character quips where they're trying to be funny about it but i was just right you know i was just kind of not brought down by that because i'm like haha yeah they're taking it more seriously than me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my depression's more random and unexplainable i guess but, yeah um, yeah do so you guys do you- celebrate re- valentine's day you don't really do you no no we never have and i think it's kind of a holdover from when i was lonely and single and i hated it because you know when you when you're single it makes you feel sad but then i sort of evaluated it as being this stupid thing anyway uh where like you know it's you know when you get these you know the these girls you see and you can tell they're in bad relationships with shitty boyfriends you know (laughs) and then and then they're like oh my god valentine's day valentine's day and you know that they really need that day to have him be nice to them and, and you know what I mean and so it's sort mm-hmm. of it's sort of like that that's always not that not that every, everyone who celebrates it is you know that's the only day but that's always kind of how I looked at it it's like what do I need this day for and so then once I got together with Greg he was so nice all the time like he got me flowers like a week ago just because I was oh. being a real champ about my pregnancy so <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's like I champ. didn't need <laughs> he, that, those are my words not him he, he, he yeah. wasn't as tactless to say here you go for being a champ <laughs> the cards say, you've been a real champ <laughs> signed Greg <laughs> best wishes Greg <laughs> <laughs> sincerely yeah no <laughs> but um 
Yeah, you know, so it's like when you have someone who's nice all the time, it's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, so we've never celebrated it. I nearly made plans to have dinner with someone else that day. So. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but we ended up doing it the day before. But yeah, I don't I don't celebrate it. So how much do you celebrate it? Um, kind of medium. Like when we first got together, <laughs> I, yeah, he, he was all anti-Valentine's Day and I'm like, I can get behind that. Yeah. Valentine's Day is a commercial excuse for spending money. But then like after the first year, I'm like, I kind of need Valentine's Day. Okay. Aww. So we would kind of do that. But, um, now it's just like, we just want to like watch a bunch of Netflix with chocolate and that's kind of okay. So, yeah. um, I don't think we made any kind of ceremony about it. Didn't even get each other cards, but. Yeah, um, see, I've, I've, I've never done a card. Well, maybe I did one card. Maybe the first year Greg and I were together, I think I did a card. Just because I was like, oh, yay, I have a Valentine for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I, then I went back to not caring about it. I had a couple good Valentine's Day days before I met David. I remember this one. Oh, yeah, this was Josh. This was when I was 21. And he was acting like he hadn't gotten me anything for Valentine's Day. We'd been dating like six months. And um, we were driving from Austin to Houston to see, like spend the weekend with his parents. And he hadn't mentioned Valentine's Day, nothing. And it was, this was on Valentine's Day too. And so we're driving, it's night already. And I'm like, I'm going to break up with him because he didn't say anything about oh Valentine's my Day. And then halfway there, he pulled all these flowers and like things out of the trunk. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I just remember having that thought, like, I'm breaking up with him because... <laughs> wow. Yeah, see, that was the was whole 21. thing that made me against against Valentine's Day, that people would take it that seriously. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I was like, this is totally, uh, you know, something to calibrate how much he cares for me and how much, you know, what he would be like in the future. Like, that's, that was my thinking at the time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Well, you progressed. Very good. Um, Now, you had a party this weekend, uh, belated, uh, for your birthday was the previous weekend. How was the party? I did. It was fun. We, um, I wore my Karen Carpenter dress, so. Oh, yeah, I saw a picture on Facebook. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was good. It just made me think, I'm going to have these parties every month, because these are just so much fun. (laughs) It's the mix of people that we have over, so no occasion. I'm just going to start having parties, like, every four weeks, so. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just random people coming in, like people you haven't seen in a while, and um, and trickling out. And then so- someone ended up staying till like two thirty in the morning. So that was kind Good of Lord. fun because that's when you really—I know—that's when you really start to talk. But then I'm also like, okay, I'm thirty-eight. <laughs> this is the reason yeah. I'm having the party. I'm old and I'm tired. I'm kind of dozing out. So um, it was good overall. It was it was a fulfilling birthday, I guess, for being thirty-eight. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, what about you over the weekend? I know you went to Palm Springs and yes, you always have good stories from these, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well we uh we were going to see this uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. show because Greg's a big Frank <laughs> Frank Sinatra Jr. fan and does a Frank Sinatra Jr. website. But um the show got cancelled and we knew this beforehand, but since you know I'm pregnant and my you know, my traveling days are drawing to an end for a while um, I was like let's just go anyway and Greg's like why are we going again I'm like just because we need to go on a trip because we can so <laughs> so, uh, so we went and um, good thinking oh yeah but it um, so usually we stay like because Palm Springs has oh this other thing it was a modernism week in Palm Springs like a 10 day festival of, of just celebrating you know wow. mid-century modern stuff and there's all these tours and events and oh, parties awesome. and things yeah Did you so I'd known tour? about it. 
Well, by the time I got my shit together and realized, because we were, as I said, we were planning to go anyway, so I wasn't looking into anything. And then I realized um, that I remembered from last year, because we didn't go, that the Modernism Week was in February. I'm like, oh my God, it's on now. And I guess the big tour to do was this 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 place called Sunnylands. And it was all booked up on the, on the Saturday, which was the day we had to do stuff. So I was like, damn it. And then there was some other party on the Friday night. And, um, and it was like, I guess it was going to be like some like 60s Warhol-esque party like pad thing that was sounded awesome, but it was like wow. $120 per person to go. So I was like, okay, I'm not <laughs> going to that either. So, <laughs> but, um, but there was a, 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 a there's a gallery, the M Modern Gallery, that had like this retro rama with all this really cool like shag paintings and all these you know people celebrating the the 60s era. So I was like, I'm going to gallery event and I am going to dress up. So I, uh, I luckily I still fit some of my cool dresses. So um, yeah, so I I dolled up and did my hair and my makeup and had my jewelry and all these photographers, not all these photographers, like two different photographers. <laughs> there were two but I mean it wasn't a very big gallery but they wanted to take Multiple my picture photographers. Multiple, more than one photographer wanted to take my picture because I was you know like fabulous and Aww. pregnant you know rocking the belly so yeah so yes yeah, so that was fun and Shag the artist was there who is my favorite artist so yeah. he was there so I got to I got to meet him I just shook his hand and said hi but um, yeah so we did that and then um, and the following day we went there was a Pan Am exhibit with this guy oh. he used to work oh. for Pan Am and he collected oh. all the stuff like uniforms and all the knickknacks no and way. promotional items it was just this one room in this in this hotel but, um, but yeah it was amazing it was a fantastic collection so we got to go to that as well and Aww. yeah so we, we that was that was it and we just spent the rest of the time hanging out with our friend um uh, and her family so yeah but it was like it was a, it was a fun little little weekend Aww. but the funny thing is is that like we always stay at these cool uh palm springs hotels like we've stayed at the riviera the riviera that has all this you know you know, great uh, mid-century decor and stuff, and mm-hmm. like the lobby of the Riviera is beautiful. And then we've stayed at this other place that uh, Caliente, which is kind of tiki-ish. And you know, we're always looking for these cool places to stay. And this time, because of the, I think because of the festival, uh-huh. we we ended up having to stay in the next town over, and uh-huh. we're staying at the fucking Lawrence Welk Resort. Oh, that's <laughs> like, perfect could you get, for the modernism thing. That's I know. It's perfect. like, could you get any less cool than staying at the fucking Welk Resort? <laughs> All these old men with their fucking you know high socks and shirts tucked yes. into their shorts so they can go golfing. But anyway, but it was a nice room. But the room didn't know what it wanted to be. Like they had these paintings hanging. <laughs> in the in the in the bathroom that were like country kitsch and then there's this like beautiful no. modern bolster on the bed it's like which are you are Holy you God, are you doing mid-century or are you doing country kitsch what's it gonna be that's so- <laughs> hilarious yeah because now i'm thinking of the lawrence welk vector like they would the demographic would now be you know 80s 90s have a touch of dementia, not know how to decorate. Yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a theme. So wow. Yeah, that's but it funny. wasn't as dorky as I, as we had hoped, you know. But um, yeah, still, it was funny to be there when all this fabulous stuff was going on. So <laughs> I love Lawrence Welk. Like I just remember I hating it when I was a kid, but now when it's on, it makes me so happy. Just to have in the background. I can't really sit and watch it. But I also love how he gives a shout out to like to the our sponsors, Polydent. You know, like they worked it in before every commercial break. 
So, um, this um, cap on my tooth flew off yesterday, <gasps> and that sucked. Um, but it wasn't a big deal. Like, it actually wasn't very noticeable or anything. But I'm like, well, fuck, I have to get this this totally fixed. But good thing I have Monday off, and good thing the dentist office was open. So, you know, I get to make this emergency trip in. And um, I got the dentist. We ha we don't get the same dentist every time, but there's this one blonde one with a giant rack that David and I both love to get because she'll she's really cool and funny, but she'll also mash her boob up against your cheek, and it just feels really comforting. <laughs> so... <laughs> So she's she's so awesome. Like um, she's telling me about her Starbucks addiction and how she decided to have coffee from home for a while, but it didn't have as much caffeine as Starbucks. And so the staff paid for it, and they offered to pay for her to go back to Starbucks every day because she was in a bad mood. And I thought that was pretty funny. So I'm asking her more about it, and she's like, "Yeah." Um, and she goes, "One of my good friends is a cor corporate lawyer." Uh, I guess lawyer is how you're supposed to pronounce that. I'll just say attorney. <laughs> like Southern lawyer. He's a corporate liar is probably how that sounds to you guys. So he's um, a corporate attorney for Starbucks. And um, as part of their training, um, they had to... Okay, since Starbucks was a client for this corporation, they had a Starbucks full-on, all these espresso machines in the coffee break room. And so part of their training when, when they came on to this you know, law firm was two weeks of learning how to work the espresso machine in the break room. And they also had to sign a waiver that if they broke the machine, they paid for it. Wow. So um, she's like talking about how what a big deal these machines were, and she's saying I would buy one of these if I possibly could, but they're thousands of dollars, you know. And um, she goes, I, she goes, my friend's dad is an engineer at Boeing, and he was in charge of installing Starbucks espresso machines into airplanes, and it cost three million dollars per installation because of the what? altitude and how they have to gauge the pressure. And I go, who in the world would pay three million dollars to put Starbucks espresso machine on the airplane? And he said. All of the Air Force One planes have them. <gasps> and wow. I'm like, I got pissed. I'm like, that's taxpayer money. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So which, anyway, I thought that was an interesting revelation. <laughs> a little bit. Which of president put that in? I want to know that. That that makes a difference. He's, it was recently. It was in the last two years. Really? So that's an yeah. Obama. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Very disappointing. So that, I thought that was a, a little bit of interesting information. But she was saying that, um, as so on the topic of slurs, I guess, carrying over from last week, um, she was saying that her friend, the corporate attorney, um, was saying that he felt really inept at learning how to work this espresso machine. And she goes, yeah, he said he felt like a complete retard about doing it. Blah, blah. And she just like totally slipped it in the conversation. And yeah. I was not offended, but I was thinking a lot of people would have been. That's the <laughs> I thing. Just that was so interesting. Yeah, you can't like, even like a uh, even if you you are like us and you're like not offended by it. You can't even just. It's now you're too aware of it. If somebody mm -hmm. says it, you're aware that something offensive was just said, even if you're not offended by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind that, of ruined. I don't, I don't know what to go, where to go with that, but I just yeah. was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just took note of that, and I wonder what other people would do. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. My response, yeah. I wonder what they would say. So my yoga instructor said it. She said something about doing some position and and you know and doing it retarded, and she immediately said, "I'm sorry, I should not have said that." Oh <laughs> and I just, wow! And I laughed out loud. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I bet yeah. that a lot of people were like, I'm not coming back to this class ever again. Or like, I feel like I know some people who would never return to that class or this dentist. I wonder, yeah. That, but, hmm. 
Mm. I loved it though. <laughs> <laughs> so we have on the document um, that you found an ice cube recipe that I'm really interested in because how the fuck do you make a recipe for ice cubes? Well, so this was on, it's on some, it looks like one of these, you know, websites that curates internet hilarity. So it's, it's another internet. Did you say where, intimate hilarity? <laughs> internet. Oh, internet. Oh, internet. The okay. internet. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <sighs> that was awesome. I so I just it cracks me up when when I don't understand you and you have to deign to to do the American pronunciation for your R's. <laughs> I feel bad and yet I think it's really funny. Too. <laughs> okay, internet. I know it's like but I I always overdo it because I feel like it's like I I go from not saying the R at all to like saying it too much so like when I spell my name on the phone because if I don't say R if I say T-U-R they think I've said I you know the letter I sometimes so uh, so instead of just saying T-U-R-K-I-N-G-T-O-N I I say T-U-R-K-I-N-G-T-O-N I I do that every time I can't just say T-U-R-K-I-N-G I I can't do it I don't know why I I always say D as in David (laughs) R-U-R-Y because they're always like B what did you say T (laughs) I gotta just let that R flow. It's, it's almost like I feel like I'm performing for you, so I'm gonna make it count. <laughs> <laughs> make it dramatic. And you do that with your cat's name, too. Both of your cat's names, don't you? Birdsworth? What do you mean? When, when I... you try to tell somebody what their names are, and oh, they, yeah, yeah. you have to change your accent so that they'll understand. Yeah, definitely Marnie more than Birdsworth. Marnie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, intimate ice cubes. Intimate ice cubes. Internet. This, the, okay, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is one of those sites that just, you know, uh, curates the internet inter- internet hilarity. And, um, yeah, so uh, there's, uh, I guess, a website called food.com, which has recipes and <laughs> such and such. And, that sounds vague. Yeah, food.com. Well, it's one of those, I guess, those early stamps on the internet that just got the good domain right. and, and they, they're like covered. They're, it's, a, it's a recipe site and we're food.com. What, what more the fuck do you want? <laughs> so, <laughs> so on food.com, there is a recipe for, in, for, for internet, for ice cubes. <laughs> okay. It says two cups of water, approximately. Two tablespoons of water, additional if needed. Directions. Wow. Empty the ice cubes that are left in the trays, if there are any left, into the bin. What the hell? <laughs> Take the trays over to the sink and fill them with cold water. Three, place the water-filled ice trays back in the freezer. Four, replace the ice bin if you had to remove it. Five, oh. shut the door to the freezer. <laughs> Who are, is their audience? First graders? I don't know. I don't know why. But anyway, so ESL? as you can imagine, uh, there are great comments that follow. This recipe is horrible. Maybe I should have left them in longer than two minutes. The recipe doesn't say how long to leave them in the freezer, so I just kind of guess. But mine came out all watery. I won't be making these again. (laughs) Uh, I won't be making these again. (laughs) Um, Let's see. 
made a few adjustments, used a pot instead of trays, boiled instead of freezing, added salt, potatoes, carrots, and beef to the water. It turned out more like soup instead of ice cubes. Next time I will make a few more adjustments to try and get this recipe to work for me. Sorry. <laughs> and then, oh man. Oh man, so happy to have this recipe. My grandma died and took the recipe with her. You are a lifesaver. <laughs> okay. I guess they turned out okay. I, I assumed, like muffins, you had to grease the pan first. They did come out nice and easy, <laughs> but they made our drinks awfully greasy. Next time I will grease and flour the pan. Anyone else have the same problem? <laughs> oh, yes. These people are so awesome. This type of thing restores my faith in humanity. I know. I know. It so does. But this is the last one I'm going to read. It's kind of, it's longish, but it's great. My wife and I have been dining at the Palms for ages, and from the beginning, we've had a huge—we've been a huge fan of their ice cubes. So smooth and cold, just perfect. <laughs> we've become close friends with the manager, but no matter how many gin fizzes I feed him, he refuses to share the recipe. <laughs> I've gone to great lengths to try and duplicate this at home, but I've always failed miserably. We even tried to sneak some home one night in my wife's purse, but when we arrived home, they had somehow gone missing, and my wife's bag was a soggy mess. Stop it. Somehow gone missing. Oh my god, okay. With much trepidation and little confidence, I gave your recipe a go. I was anxious and kept checking them every five minutes for what must have approached 15 hours with nary a positive result. <laughs> additionally, <laughs> additionally, for some unclear reason, my ice cream and leftover chicken stock both melted and had to be discarded. I had given up hope and passed out dejected and exhausted on the couch. I had forgotten to discard the unsuccessful recipe before my brief respite, and when I awoke, I went to pitch the disaster attempt, I was astonished to find perfectly smooth, cold ice cubes at my disposal. My wife and I quickly broke some out and tried them with some tepid tap water. Perfection. Just like the palms. My only complaint is that this recipe takes much longer than the implicated two hours. I recommend anyone using this recipe to make it at least 24 hours prior to serving. Other than that, it's perfect. I can't wait to see the look on the palms manager's face the next time he comes over and finds out I've finally duplicated their recipe. <laughs> After he plies them with more gin fizzes. <laughs> so anyway, I forget where I picked that up, but yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's solid gold. I re- do you remember um, the last time the Foo Fighters tours? That was '08. So we were kind of like pawing around the internet looking for stuff on them, and I found on the Smoking Gun their rider, which uh-huh. had it was really de- really detailed and pretty funny, and it, they had the Foo Fighters recipe for ice. <laughs> Because oh, apparently they, they had a problem with all their venues not having the kind of ice, they or any ice, I guess. So they, they said, they kind of similar to what they said, but um, they said to freeze it for four hours. And so that's been my mark, my mental marker ever since of her having a party <laughs> or something. I'm like, the Foo Fighters. <laughs> like, ice takes four hours to set. So I'm going to be sure to fill these trays four hours before. <laughs> It's so funny because I actually did pay attention to their to the Foo Fighters trademark recipe for ice. 
We just got really into bag dice, you know? Just... It's just we just have we just put the bag in the whole ice tray and just yeah. have, have a plastic spoon and just keep banging it out, scooping it out and putting it, filling out glasses. I've obviously been using it very much because I haven't been drinking for the last six months. But oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that bagged ice. I'm like sort of done with making them. You know, especially when you're just trying to keep replenishing it and making more and more and more. So yeah, gosh, the crushed ice to... is my favorite. It just makes yeah. everything taste better. It's so much easier. Cool. Well, now I had a question. I can't remember what I saw. I think I saw something about some relationship which just escaped me. But it made me think about. Um, it was about a younger girl, a younger. I forget if it was a girl or a boy, and an older and an older person. But where the relationship starts out when the younger, when one of them's underage, you know, mm-hmm. like Mary Kay Letourneau and mm-hmm. and Vili Falau, and you know, because that started when he was twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that started before you and I were with our husbands, you know. It right. was that long ago, and they're still together after jail and everything. And right. yeah, I just don't know how I feel about that anymore. When it starts out that wrong, but it's like it's almost like they tried to say we told you that we were supposed to be together but everyone no one took us seriously (laughs) well you know what's weird about that is i kind of am like oh about that i'm like yeah if that's really working like who really knows you know like it could be horrible but at the same time it's kind of like wow like society doesn't always know and like (laughs) but i mean i totally i want to make space for the fact that that was like that's kind of sick like he's 12 and that is sexual battery on some level and um yeah so but that i mean i guess all that to say i'm pretty conflicted surrounding it all like i can sympathize with both sides i think and and i always love giving the giant middle finger to the establishment but then i do think that you know like i said um molestation you know from an older woman to a boy is very legitimate and um devastating yeah. so i don't i don't know oh, yeah i don't you know the <sighs> yeah what are your thoughts in general because when i mean you live in la you might see do you feel like you see a lot of like you know young women with older men or not really but i live in a bubble you know That's, just, yeah you kind of I do just see, i just see hipsters everywhere i don't see these girls with their sugar daddies or anything really but um yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, that whole thing. I mean, just like, I mean, it's still when you think about it. Him, be, can you imagine a twelve-year-old? I mean, your son is eleven. I mean, it's you know, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How can you, you know, yeah, see a, a future relationship in this child that's a child, you know? But yeah. um, it's almost like it. It almost like it worked. It just endured because it had started, not because it was meant to be necessarily. You know, exactly. maybe that's it. Because well, it doesn't I, make any real sense. Psychology stuff kind of kicks in where I'm like oh mother issues here like she you know she's acting out and he's you know playing into whatever his you know his story is and blah blah. (laughs) like I kind of think that's possible quite possibly very enmeshed relationship or whatever the therapy term is um yeah it's just so fascinating though because like you never know what's going on and you know um like who knows what it's like for them exactly it could be good it could be terrible because so many you know, abusive marriages, uh, you know, or, or any relationship is everything's so secretive. And, um, yeah, the fuck. So, 
Have you, uh, or do you know anyone who've been, I, I know they, because they, they live in Seattle and they've done some yeah. like, a, events, like Hot for Teacher events. Like they're totally just playing what? into the whole. I haven't even yes. heard of that. <gasps> yeah, yeah. They've done like a couple of Hot for Teacher events with like, you know, oh, Billy hosting God. and Mary Kay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, listen, if you're not familiar with the story, uh, yeah, Billy Falau was... 12 years old when he started having a sexual relationship with this teacher who was about 35 at the time and yeah, um, yeah. And, and she, she first knew him when he was he was 8 I think she knew him from when he oh, was in word. third grade and then he was in her class when he was 12 and that's when the relationship started and um, he got her pregnant and she was in jail for mm. a year and um and, uh, and then she was out on probation, and they got together again, and yeah. then um, she got pregnant again. So she's had to, had two kids with him, like yeah, she, yeah, like just like that, and yeah. uh, and then she had to you know, f- do, serve the rest of her sentence. So she was in prison for seven years, and then when she got out, yeah. you know, he was twenty one, and they got together. <laughs> I remember when they had the wedding. I think it was right before we moved here or something. We were hearing all this stuff, and. Um, it was just a big deal, and the registry at Macy's was leaked online, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and I remember feeling a little bit sorry for them, but it's just such a fascinating case, like kind of morbid. And, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, how can you not get sucked into that story? So. Seriously, baffling stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, um, now you've received some meds in the mail, have you? Or, uh, <laughs> I, well, yeah, like I always order my meds, like. Um, you know, antidepressants, whatever, like, you know, refill through the pharmacy and um, get them mailed to you. And it's like way cheaper that way, actually. I think they want to encourage you not to go bug them, um, which is fine with me. So um, I was yesterday, I was like, David, we have to check the mail. Um, I think my meds are coming. And so when I went to get, I went to the mailbox and I go, yay, my meds. And David goes, shh, the whole neighborhood can hear you. I'm like, oh, I guess that they don't already know that I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) If they didn't already, that might have tipped them off. But yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I don't have any (laughs) any reservations about these because I'm like, hey y'all, I got my. (laughs) (laughs) And when he said that, I turned around and there's like two neighbors standing there that I hadn't seen walk. (laughs) I'm like, hey, what's up? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's into that story, but I just <laughs> made me laugh for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like worth, settle it was down worth, there. It's worth picturing. <laughs> um, now, in the recent weeks, I've started following. Uh, I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Um, yes, you're racist on Twitter, yeah. and they just retweet people who start out with you know tweets like, "I'm not racist, but I really hate Mexicans," and oh, you know just just stuff like that. You know, and and then they retweet them all the time. And it's funny at first, but I'm actually kind of starting to find it really depressing. <laughs> really, because so, you see all these yeah. people who say these things. Yeah, especially these people that just mm. you know use you know the n-word too much and just yeah just wow. you know especially when they're directing at the pre- like when they're directing at the president it's it's because oh. you know otherwise when they're just referring to people in general it's like you suck but i don't know when it's like at an individual whoever the individual may be it bums me out even more you know it's just yeah. more directed at a specific person you know and, and there's a lot of a lot of that going on so that makes me sad and mm. um 
Yeah. So, like, and today they were tweeting all these people complaining because Martin Luther King Day was a, they got that day off, but they didn't get President's Day off. So, oh. yeah. So that that they hate that. Yeah. So it, that bums me out. But um, the the same guy who does yes, you're racist also does literally dying because. Oh. <laughs> and and, and, and the, the thing the thing the little blurb for the account reads a memorial for people who announced their own deaths via Twitter. <laughs> I love this guy. This is brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. catching all these people and calling it out, but he's like not really having to do anything other than just <laughs> retweet them and like exactly. the story tells itself. So, oh my god. Yeah. So there's somebody's like, I'm literally dying. I can't drink water without throwing it back up. Just shoot me. And they add, You're already dying. Why waste a bullet? <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah because just this just this abuse of people are trying to actually defend the abuse of the word literally you know yeah. just like it's a figure of speech like, you don't need to say that unless that's what's actually happening uh, oh it really bothers me yeah and um i had a boss who would say irregardless all the time oh. and i couldn't correct her because she was my boss but uh, really like i felt physical pain <laughs> kind of in my oh. esophagus area <laughs> whenever she'd say that one thing I've been noticing multiple people saying is, um, well, I hate could care less instead of couldn't care less because mm-hmm. could care less doesn't make any fucking sense because right. could care less means you care an amount and there is a space that is less that you could care. So that means you care, but nobody says it, meaning that they care at all. They're trying to say that they don't care. So right. the, the idea of <laughs> I couldn't care less is like I'm at the lowest, lowest point of caring right now. So that that really annoys me. The um the other thing I've noticed a few different people saying is all of the sudden instead of all of a sudden. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, and now all that I've told you, you'll start hearing people say it. I've gonna, seen that people post it on Facebook. I've heard people say it. Yeah, all of the sudden. I feel like I I don't know which is correct. It's all Have of you a sudden. Doing it? Yeah, I mean that. Makes I've never, more sense. I've never heard you do it. I've never ever. I've never really you do thought it. about it. Yeah, but it, it's, it's all of a sudden, not all of the sudden. Something that bothers me is when people will write "would of," like W O U L D space yeah. O F instead yes. of W O U L D, you know, apostrophe V E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I see that kind of often. Yeah, that one hmm. I was. I mean, I mean, it's horrible, but I almost it, 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 I can see the where they would have got that. Would have. So yeah. I just said would have right there. <laughs> but would've you know what I mean. That. I mean, I would still make me ill, but I, I can see where. Yeah, they might. Yeah. Uh, no, it's still gross. I'm not defending that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, literally dying. It's literally underscore dying. Uh, if you'd like to. Uh, <laughs> see people who are thinking, saying that they're announcing their deaths on Twitter, essentially. <laughs> I love that. I miss um, Humble Brag. They haven't been active lately. And Duncan they were losing and their touch, though. Were they? Because um, so. Duncan was saying that he knew who they were. He kind of mentioned that, oh, our friends run this. And so now I'm like, I, I've been thinking about asking him. <laughs> Tell him to start it back up. But. Yeah. They were, they were sticking too much to celebrities and sticking to things that I think mm. weren't, yeah, they just weren't quite humble brags. I don't know, it was it was kind of losing yeah. its edge, but yeah, so. There yeah. were so, it's just, I just remember like half of them, or, or more than half, were girls saying, I can't believe I just got whistled at when I look like total crap right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. 
Uh, now, last week we talked about uh, an app that that uh, measured dongs, <laughs> and we've heard a mixture of things. Somebody <laughs> left a comment saying that the app uh, doesn't actually, or they, they, they've changed the app, or they've removed the app, or something has happened with the app. Um, but there's an, I think there's two different apps because there's another one for um, for Palm devices, and <laughs> they are being sued because. <gasps> They called the they called the app the Chubby Checker. So Chubby Checker, <laughs> the musical legend behind the twist, did his estate sue them for defamation? He's still alive. He's still alive. Oh my god! <laughs> it says this lawsuit is about preserving the integrity and legacy of a man who has spent years working hard at his musical craft and has earned the position of one of the greatest musical entertainers of all time. <sighs> I mean, really, doesn't he just have to just do the twist at every chance? Like he he's got no years of musical integrity, you know. Let's I mean, you know, Jacker. the twist is an important song in rock and roll history, but I mean, he's not one of the greats. Oh, get over yourself. Yeah, but anyway, so the the app is called the Chubby Checker. So Chubby Checker is uh, <laughs> is suing because of the use of the name. Wow, he's only seventy one. I thought he would have been older than that. Anyway. I just so. I just want to go on record that once I die, if a dong measuring app named the Stephanie Drury ever makes it onto the market, I will be happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be happy if uh, if somebody measured uh, their dong on the app and it said you have a dong teeny, as in a teeny dong. <laughs> Oh, speaking of apps, I'm going to do a, a family plug. Um, okay. Yeah, the, the Neil Hamburger app, uh, Shaky Advice with Neil Hamburger, is now available on Android. So you can oh, get it. I yes. can get it now. Yes, you can get it. So it's 99 cents. And yeah, it, it works like a magic eight ball. You ask it a question, you shake your phone, and uh, you hear the um, the clinking of, uh, of, of ice in a glass. And then Neil will provide you uh, with an answer to your question. So you ask us no question. So yeah, listener, help my family. Ninety nine cents, and you can have shaky advice with Neil Hamburger on iPhone and Android. Yay! I love that app. Yes, like I you never see it on other people's phone, but yeah, now you can have your own. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have it at your disposal twenty four seven, live and in the flesh. I do. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so what do you have about the snow sculpture? Snow sculpture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the townsfolk in South Kingstown, Rhode Island were none too happy this week to discover that one of their neighbors built a 12-foot-tall sculpture of a penis out of snow in clear view of a neighborhood road. <laughs> yes. Police told the Providence Journal that they responded to calls about the phallic creation four different times in two days, but did nothing Please because call. it was on private property. <laughs> Of course, it didn't have to be 12 feet tall, but when the mother of the teenage boys who built the snow thing saw how people were reacting, she felt like driving the point home a little. They're teenage boys. There's worse things they could be doing, she told the Huffington Post reporter. It was innocent, and to be honest, knowing that it pissed people off gave us a little charge. If you have nothing else to do in your day other than complain about a snow penis, we'll make it 12 feet tall. <laughs> a snow penis. I like this woman. Yes. And then there's an update added. 
Uh, the Huffington Post reported that the snow penis was demolished just two hours after it posted the original story. It's just a big pair of balls now, Raylene Worthington, the mother of the 16-year-old responsible for the sculpture, told HuffPo. <laughs> it's just a big pair of balls now. <laughs> I love that this is national news. Yeah, this is the kind of mother I want to be. <laughs> I think you're well on your way. <laughs> okay, so what have you got? Um, so the other night I was reading, um, let's see, I think it was Glamour. It was the latest Glamour. And um, there was an ad, a full page ad in it of, you know, a, a adorable beaver swimming in water, presumably making a dam. And the caption was, a clean beaver gets more wood. And at the oh. bottom, it says, Playtex fresh wipes for those intimate moments. And I'm like, I'm suing because I had to read this yes. <laughs> stupid, stupid ad. Like, it, it just, like, struck me on some really visceral level. And I got really angry that that passed as, you know, that that, that was something that I'm in the demographic for. Like, they would want to market this to me and... Yeah, um, yeah. They're just glorified baby wipes, but it was also so pejorative. Like a clean beaver does not get more wood. Like yeah. uh, if anything, I would <laughs> think that the clean uptight beaver <laughs> would get less wood. But that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, there's a whole um, series of those ads. Yes, there's a whole series, and um, the Dong Doctor saw my ire towards this, and um, he sent me the Huffington Post. Um, art- we'll link it at dongtini.com the Huffington Post article on it about how people are mad about this but um, other ones in the series are you know a, a photograph of a doorknob it says a polished knob gets more turns <sighs> and a picture of a woodpecker it says a clean pecker gets more action <sighs> why yeah. does this piss me off like it does I don't know but I think I can't remember how I was feeling about it but I know I read those out to intro Greg right when I saw them and he was well, he was horrified so he just found it really It's like the Charmin Bears or something. Yeah, well, no, I think with these, it's this whole thing of trying to make you feel less sexual unless you use this product, that you need mm. this to get laid. And it's kind of demeaning in that way, I think. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, can you market one more thing, please? Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. it. <clears throat> yeah. How low will you go? Hmm. But it's funny that this is a Playtex product because I've been, you know, looking for fucking boring things like uh, baby bottles and stuff on Amazon and there's so many different kinds and I don't know what the difference is or if it matters <laughs> but anyway but there's a Playtex <laughs> line of baby bottles and stuff yeah. and I just keep thinking it's just too much of a vagina thing you know it's too much of a tampon <laughs> thing to want to go the baby bottle route with it you know yeah that is weird that's like if it said Trojan or something on a bottle or a pacifier <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be a different thing entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because I've yeah I've had kids and I've seen Playtex on bottles so much that it's worn off. But if I were to see you know Magnum XL <laughs> pacifier yes. for your baby, I'd be like, what? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's all we've got, and might as well wrap it up. But please go to dongtini.com and um, find things like the ice cube recipe. <laughs> that you could not figure out on your own and um, links to Mary Kay Letourneau and pictures of the snow sculpture 
Yes. And um, until next line. time. Call what? the dong line. Oh, call the dong line. It's 323-301-DONG. Dong is in Wiener. And leave us a message. We really like it. The longer, the better. Ha. Huh. Um, okay, until next time. Bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. One hundred days, one hundred nights, and no one man's heart. One hundred days, one hundred nights, and no one man's heart. And a little more before he knows his own. You know a man can bend apart.
This podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.